Welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music and, well, that's pretty much it. So, uh, let's go! Is that a zipper? Uh, burns. <laughs> got I think I came in a little early on my haze, but that's embarrassing. But that's okay. Was that a zipper you were you were doing? Yeah. You working on there? Oh. Yeah. That did sound very frictiony and very it got like your hot. fingers are on fire. Really yeah. Good. My All right. On fire. All right. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. This is Asinine Radio. This is uh, I think week five. Of oh no, this is week one. We're in May. We're in May, yeah. uh, week one of May 2020. Uh, my name is Tyler, and way out there, hundreds of miles away, way out there in the ether, is Jeff. Uh, we got a good one coming up. We have our fearless beer review. Then we have our songs of the week, and then we're gonna get into some new music and other happenings in the music world. But first, go to iTunes, go rate, review, and subscribe to us on there. Follow us on social media at Asinine Radio. And a huge shout out to the people that do DM us on Instagram because that's really cool that people all across the world are listening to Asinine Radio. That's pretty rad. Pretty rad. So thanks for listening. Thank you. Thank you to everybody who who continues to listen and still listens. Surprise. They still listen. Surprise. They still listen, especially the few that have listened since episode one. Which was back in 2016. Dang. Which is no longer available. Which is no longer Crazy. available. Pre-quarantine era of Asinine exactly. Radio slash Caviar exactly. and Cigarettes. <laughs> and we're almost to our 200th episode. Uh, we are two episodes away from that. But we haven't decided what we're going to do. What, some, what, this, what special thing we're going to do for that episode. But anyway, let's get into this one. Because this is what matters right now. The only let's thing get into that the matters. Beer review. That's a good Blink song, by the way. Um, Dude, you already opened it. Oh, my God. Because you were talking a lot, so I just opened it. I was talking a lot. You know, you right. so, th- so this is our Fearless Beer Review. What do you got, Jeff? Uh, so a long time ago, I had this thing called Mexican Lager. It was L-O-G-G-E-R. I don't know if you remember that. It was mm-hmm. kind of clever. It was witty. It was fun. It was exciting. But it was from Ska Brewing Company in Durango, Colorado. And so I have another beer from them that sound familiar. called the Pink Vapor Stew. It's a sour ale. What kind? Oh, and it's, oh. uh, it's brewed with apples, ginger, carrots, and beets. Beets. You hate beets. I don't like beets at so all. So why would you buy a? Then why would you buy a beets? I like beer I like half like of the beet. I like the leaves what ha- part what? of the beet, but I don't like the beet. But do you think that they use the leaves of the beets for this yes. beer? Yes, because on the label it says you think that hey we don't use the beet we use the leaves. So that's pretty cool. I should have read that whole. That, that is I cool. Read very that specific. When I was reading the description of the sour, that's my fault. You should have, but yeah. you kind of fucked that one up. But that's okay. We all we all can make a mistake that's, every that's, once in a while. This is uh that's this is five percent thirteen IBUs in the SRM, mm. which is the, the the measurement of how dark it is. It is listed mm-hmm. as pink because I'm gonna pour it right now, <laughs> and it is pink, pink. You stink. It is very pink. Pink, pink. Yeah, the, wow, the can itself is, is super pink. That's vulgar. 
That sounds pink, very pink, and you stink. Is that like a like a, like yeah. a child, a priest? What do you? What the playground what? rhyme? Like Cinderella dressed know. in yellow went upstairs to kiss her fella, made a mistake and kissed a snake. How many doctors does it take? One, two, three, four, five. You never did these? No, I I don't remember that at all. Do you remember Superman? Superman fly away at least? I don't remember that either. You know, when you're choosing someone to play tag or whatever, everybody put their feet in. Superman, Superman, fly away. You never did that? Never did that. Or I don't what recall. What did you do as a kid? <laughs> well, apparently I have Superman, a very Superman bad memory, away. too. So there's that. What about Catch a Tiger? Any, 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 oh, well, yeah, yeah. That one? Yeah, yeah, yeah oh. of course. Of course. Did that one. Of course. Yeah, what do you mean, of course? Don't say of, of course. course. Of course. You've only, you've, only you've, like, you've done the one popular one, nothing else, because you're a monster. Of course, of course. A horse is a horse, of course, of course. You probably didn't know that one. <laughs> no, I, <laughs> I fucked that one up too, huh? Ah, uh, well, I have uh, I have a beer from Belching Beaver Brewery from down in San Diego. Uh, this one is called What's in the Hops, um, and yeah, it's a uh, a tropical hazy India pale ale, brewed using seven different hop varietals. Varietals. It's a limited-release hazy IPA. carries an intense aroma of pineapple and guava with some subtle grapefruit rind to balance out its sweet fruit characters. So there you go. 6.5 ABV. I don't know the SRM. I don't know the IBUs. But we're not a beer pod. We just like to drink beer and talk about it a little bit. We are a beer pod. And they no longer make this beer. It was, it was a limited release, so Dang. I have the last can. But not really, because there were three more there. <laughs> um, so you ready for this one? You ready, ready to I try am. this? Okay, here we go. I am. Hmm. Now, now, sir, I was expecting this to be a little bit more fruity, but it's a little bit malty. But it's that's weird for a for a hazy IPA for it to be this kind of multi. Oh, it's a haze. You're Yeah, it's a haze. Yeah, my, okay. mine's a haze, yeah. That's that's fun. Not really. <laughs> um mine 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 mine, mine mine I don't I don't taste beets even though beets just pretty much taste like dirt. Um I get a little bit of carrots. But had I not read that there were carrots in there, I probably would not have picked that out as to to be carrots. Mm-hmm. Definitely get apples. Definitely getting ginger. But I'm also getting other like citrus, like citrusy fruits. Not necessarily like the big ones, but maybe like uh, like a pear. Okay, is like a, pear a pear citrusy though? Yeah, it would. There is citrus in it, but it's not like the big four citrus fruits. It's a little bit. It's a little offshoot. It's similar to an apple. But it's closer to an apple. It's like it's like the apple's ugly cousin. That's what that's what a pear yeah, is. Yeah, it looks like it and it tastes like it too. It's misshapen, tastes like cardboard, very boring. Yeah. Asian pears on the other hand, those are good. Asian pears are have a lot more flavor. Are there as many pear varietals as there are apples? Uh there could be. I, I don't know. I don't know much about the fruit family, but um yeah. Well, you, there could you, be. you could probably list off five five different apples, right? Could uh you? green apple. Uh, was Grace it Macintosh apple? Sure. Uh, is a, a red apple considered red delicious? A, sure. Oh, a, a yellow apple. I've had a yellow. You do Gala Fuji. Fuji. Um, what was it? A, what, is there like a grape apple or something like that? Like a, a hybrid? Grapple? Is it? Yeah, is that what it's called? I think it's called like, a grapple. Yeah, and it's like a hybrid, right? 
Yes. Those are pretty good. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Pretty tasty stuff. That was good. You did it good, though. Thanks. What else you got? What For else are you going to quiz me on? No, just what, what else do you want to quiz oh, me on? Oh, yeah. nothing. That was, that, was, that was it. That was your <laughs> Apple thing. Uh, my beer's got 3.6 on Untapped, 86 on Beer Advocate. Because Beer mm. Advocate, people don't give a shit about that anymore besides reviewing. Because, I mean, now Untapped owns Beer Advocate, right? So Oh, yeah. I don't know. It's like a, a mashup of the two. I whatever. F- For whatever it's worth, it's 86 on Beer Advocate. Mine's a, mine's an 89 on Beer Advocate. Um and I, I was one. I, every time I type a beer into Google, Beer Advocate's always the first one that comes up, and then Untapped. So I would I would think that Beer Advocate's more popular, and also I tend to see more comments on the Beer Advocate pages than I do the Untapped pages. Well, I think Beer Advocate's more popular just because it's been around longer. Yeah. So it probably has more lifetime hits. But if you were to quiz it in the past two to three years, I mean, Untapped blowing it out of the water. But I don't think Beer Advocate bought Untapped, bro. I think Untapped. Bought Beer Advocate. More than likely. I, I don't know. So how Ooh. popular is that? Uh, I did look it up. Our boy uh, Raul Mondesi did not review my beer. Um, it, we're, we're, in, we're in a drought right now. We, he's, he's been missing for a while. What's going on with him? It's been like a good four episodes since he last reviewed, reviewed one of our beers. It's that Guatemalan prison he's in. Or Dominican Republic. Dominican Republican prison. Oh, come on, how many bass players... <laughs> Are Guatemalan. They're like all Dominican Republic. How many bass players? <laughs> ba- did I say bass players? You did. Oh, baseball play baseball players. Do the Dominican true. Republic there's, there's or a lot Cuban? Of, I don't think I know any Guatemalan baseball players off the top of my head. Exactly. Egg. Bass exactly. players either. Yeah, there's not a lot of them. Not that I know of. But anyway, what are we gonna rate our beer out of our with our three point rating system of three is a perfect beer? Two is a good beer you're going to continue to drink. One is a bad beer, but it's good to try once. And zero is liquid death. What do you got, Jeff, for your beer? Just so far, I mean, right off right off the bat, this is, dude, this is good. This is delicious, nutritious. I like it. 2.5. Okay, that's solid. 2.5. It's pretty sour. Sometimes a friend of the pod, Mike, King's Cross, head brewer at King's Crossing Brewery. Mm-hmm. He's uh, famous. He makes... He makes very, very sour beers, and that is, is kind of what I look for when mm-hmm. I drink a sour. I want that extreme, much like stouts. You want that extreme, much like hazies. You, well, no, hazies are boring. So oh, like when I drink a sour, up. I really want that, that extreme sourness. This is not quite on the same level of King's Crossing, but this is pretty sour. It's pretty good, and um, it's fruity, so that's, that's good. I think sour should be at least somewhat fruity. You should be able to taste what the what the fruit is or whatever the the mixer is and that's sour and uh, I like it. Eh. It's got a cool pink color, cool, cool pink hue. Sours should not taste like stomach bile, and almost all of them taste like stomach bile. The this way one definitely does not taste like stomach bile. Well. I've had a lot of stomach bile <laughs> in my life. This one does not taste like it. Ah, oh, that is gross. Sours are not. Yeah. Well, you know, you're not there yet, but that's fine. Oh, I'm almost there. Uh, my beer. What's in the hops? Um, I'm gonna you say it like that. I don't write because isn't that like isn't that from Seinfeld? Not where not, they say what's in the box or something like that. Isn't that from a show? Uh, what is it from? I don't know. I'm embarrassing myself, so I'm just gonna. Are you talking about like the movie Seven? Wasn't Seven? What's in the box? Is it? I don't know. I, who knows? Wasn't there a head in the box? I don't know. I don't remember. I don't remember anything about okay. that movie. All right. I also don't remember anything about anything, for that matter. That's true. You don't really know anything about anything. <laughs> I'm going to give mine a solid two. Uh, 
I'd only go back to it if this is like the only haze that was available. Um, but yeah, it's good. It's definitely good. Just eh, I've had better. I've had much better hazes, hazy IPAs. So it's kind of good that this was a limited release and they're not going to make any more of them. So suck on that, Belching <laughs> Beaver. All right, Belching Beaver also made uh, the Deftones beer, remember? Both of them. They still make them. Both of them. Phantom Bride yeah. and Digital Fortress. Or no, Digital Boring, boring Digital and boring. Bath. But hey, both great songs. Both pretty damn good beers. Do you only think they're good because it's got the Deftones on it? Well, I like it for both reasons. The name and the beer. I'm just that kind of person, you know? Not me? You are. You are definitely that kind of person. <laughs> <laughs> I walked right into that one, huh? You are that guy. <sighs> okay. Let's get into our, uh, what do we got? Our songs of the week. Yeah. Who wants to go first? Whatever whatever you want. Why don't you go first? Since oh, I song, g- it's clearly the better of the two. So I get, just go ahead and go first. I never get up. to go first. Set it up, I'll spike him. Man, you are just having a having a blast today. <clears throat> so I Agreed went with it. um with a band called White Lung and their song Dead Weight. Now this song came to me from a Discover Weekly playlist probably about a month ago. Uh from Spotify and uh and I thought it was it, it was a killer song and I, I'd always been wanted, I'd always wanted to get around and listen to their entire record and I finally did that today. It's a killer, killer record. Uh the album came out in 2016. It's called Paradise, uh, but the band formed in 2006 in Vancouver in Canada. Uh, they have four albums. I think their longest album is 30 minutes long. All their albums range from like 24 minutes to 30. So they're fairly short. It's very, very good. And, uh, and this particular song and this whole album was co-written and, co-produ- and produced by Lars Stalfers. And uh, if you don't know who he is, he worked with Omar a lot. Uh, between like 2004 and 2012, like a lot, a lot. And um, I just happened to be coincidental. He worked with my boy Omar. And this song, like I said, is called Dead Weight. And I'm trying to play it, but things are hard. (laughs) (laughs) All right, here we go. Oh, there there it is.
Now, congratulate me on this fade because that was that was a good one. That first of all, that'll never happen. Uh, second of all, there are a lot of things in this song. I listened to one other song after this. There's a mm-hmm. lot of things going on that I should like. Yes. There's a lot of things going on that uh, seems like it'd be right up my alley, my cup of tea. But I don't know. Something about this just seems kind of. Was it? It's okay. It's all right. Do you think it was the vocals? What do you think it was? Honestly, I've, I, I, this, I can't quite put my finger on it. I just, I can't. I listened to it again today mm-hmm. and several days ago. And then even today, there's, I, I don't know why, but I don't think it's great i don't think it's bad it's just okay there's nothing there to get me to listen to anything more of it yeah but everything on their own i think is 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 good and cool all right all right you know i was thinking you're either gonna dislike the vocals or you're gonna dislike i think there's a lot of reverb on her voice as well as uh everything else really there's just a ton of reverb in there and you and i both know you're not you're not big on reverb, so that's nah, annoying. Yeah, so that that could be it. That's what I'm thinking. Could be wrong, but, but anyway, the drums are really cool. Yeah, they're really fast. Very punk rock. Yeah, very fun. I went and listened to their first record too. Uh, it came out in 2010, and um, there's like virtually no reverb. It, it, the music's a lot like this one, but the, it just doesn't have that same production style. So maybe you might like that a little bit more. It's a little bit more punk and raw but i prefer this i like this one better it's a great record go go check it out the band is called white lung and the album is called paradise and that song is called um um oh fuck man brain fire dead weight there you go now jeff let's get into your pick the lesser of the two picks take it away <laughs> Doing this is the lesser of the two picks. Come on, no, nah, they're both good. They're just very different. They're both good. They're just very different. They're not different. They're both. They're both the same. They're both songs, and but just one's better and one is not good. But I thought you were going for like this this <laughs> female artist thing. I did. That's why she. It's a it's a female fronted band with a girl drummer. Okay, so like it was on purpose that you picked a group because we're doing Estelle as our album of the week. Yeah, you did. So you're trying to go in line with that. Yeah, I was just trying to to be like you know. Girl power and stuff like that. Oh yeah, that, that's what I figured. So yeah. I also went with a uh, a female artist, Edie Gourmet, mm-hmm. or as her birth name was Edith Gormezano. <laughs> that was good. That was good. <laughs> so yeah, Edie Gourmet. Uh, this was um, the song that I chose. I'll take romance. Was the first song that I ever heard by her. Uh, my grandpa played in his car long time ago. I was like wow. eleven or twelve or something. Hmm. And uh, even then, I was I was still pretty blown away by her vox, her vocals, and still today, this is one of my favorites. She it's kind of just like pop music, even though you can kind of clump it in with like the jazziness of the fifties and sixties. But it's just it's just kind of pop music of that time. Yeah, it is. As a, I don't want to say it's necessarily R and B, but. Eh, I guess you could a little bit, right? It, it it's almost like in between, right? Like yeah. like a. Because she can still kind of sing that swing and, and the jazz type of thing, but it also kind of goes into the R and B realm. But mostly, it's just kind of pop. Yeah. A lot of Latin pop too. She sings. She hooked up with uh, these these this group called Los Ponchos, mm-hmm. and they did a, like a whole bunch of of uh, Spanish albums that were wildly popular. So, okay. 
That's cool. Well, let's uh, let's play a little bit of this one. Uh, it's called "I'll Take Romance" by Edie Gourmet, right? Yeah. Here we go. Real romance While my heart is young And eager and gay I'll give my heart away I'll take romance There she is, Edie Gourmet. There she is, and the song "I'll Take Romance." I would have said I, I would have told you to start at the one fifty mark, but you started it quick. That's fine though. Well, you you didn't say anything. Well, but, you did it so fast. Well, not really. It just you jumped there pretty quick. That's okay though. It was, it's only the best part of the song. That's fine. But we played at one fifteen, right? The one fifteen mark. One fifty. One fifty. One five zero. Just start it there, okay? Because this this is what this is what always stuck out to me. Okay, let me rewind it a little bit. You gotta rewind it. I'm gonna start at, at 142. Okay, here we go. Oh, that's too early. There you go. You, you're still not even missing that, the whole You part. said 150. I just started at that part. Romance. The only, the only guy on earth to fucking pull the shades down as soon as the encore <laughs> comes up. Oh, dude, I'm the best at this. You are, <laughs> you are, you are, you are now officially the fucking worst fader and unfader ever. Oh man! I, well, honestly, I'm you the only ban one yourself ever... from fading because you—that's you, awful. So just on and off. That's it. Like, like that's you like it. You're like the roadie that when like Blink comes out to do their encore, Set. you put the curtains down. <laughs> that's what you do. I would be fired every episode. I would be fired. As you should be. <laughs> if we had any kind of management, you would not be here because oh, you, that's very you true. do this. That is very, very, very true. But you know, can't win them all. I guess, right? Clearly. That's, that's what they say. That's what they say. I don't know who says it, but somebody says it. That's what losers say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn. That was a good song. Uh, that was a killer song. Yeah, the song came out in 1957. Nice. 
So that's a pretty old one. Um, I got some fun facts about her if you want to. Yeah, wanna go for it. Them. No, go for it. So she got her uh, her big recognition singing for the original Tonight Show with Steve Allen. Um, she also went to Stan or to high school with Stanley Kubrick. Oh wow, it's kind of fun, right? Yeah. Um, she was married to Michael Lawrence, who was another person like her, a pop singer. They they were married from 1957 until she died in 2003. It's impressive. So that's a long fucking time, right? Yeah. Um, Especially for show business. He time. he was he was pretty popular. Sinatra called Michael Lawrence. Supposedly, he called him. He was one of the best vocalists he had ever heard. But I think Sinatra also said that about like everybody know, somebody else. else. Yeah. So I don't know how much weight that holds, but I guess they were pretty close. Like Sinatra and, and Edie Gourmet and, and Mr. Michael Lawrence. Uh, they had two kids. One kid went on to write the score for High School Musical. Wow. The other kid died when he was 23 from ventricular fibrillation. Okay. So I don't know what that is. It's a heart condition. Uh, and then so after it happened, I guess Sinatra hushed or uh, rushed Edie Gourmet and her husband into his personal jet to fly him home. So that was kind of nice of him to do. Yeah. And uh, let's see here. They, her and her husband both were listed as one of those that lost their material in the big fire in uh, 08, the Universal Fire. Oh, damn. Dude, that's so sad to even think about. Supposedly. What do you mean supposedly? A lot of shit was lost. Supposedly. Mm-hmm. Until it pops up in 15 years and somebody gets really rich off of it. <laughs> it was all a ploy. Never know. Uh, that's true. You never know, and it, it, it's it's Hollywood, or it's you know, it's the show business. There's no business like show business. But I don't know, man. She's she's just been really cool. And that last part that you heard, that I don't know, that constant like jumping in, in her vocalizations, mm-hmm. that always stuck with me as just being really good. And that's um, I remember one time like at my grandpa's house, when I was super bored. And I was digging through their shit because what kids do, they just snoop around all the time. And I was digging through his shit. And I just found like a hundred CDs of all these musicians I've never heard of. And so then I just started burning them because I, I brought my laptop. I just started burning them all on my laptop and then I put them all on my iPod. And they ended up becoming a lot of like really cool jazz musicians at the time. That I I'd remember never heard that. Before. I remember you doing that and you sh- you gave a lot of them to me on my iPod. Right. That, yeah. that was how I like discovered like John Coltrane, Miles Davis, like the big ones. Yeah. Who I just thought like, oh, I've heard of Miles Davis because of like Billy Madison, but never heard his music. So that was a uh, that was a turning point for me, possibly. Yeah, you know, earlier I said that she's it, the song is kind of R and B, but I meant to say big band, not R and B, by the way. Oh, okay. So I kind of wanted to correct that for anybody who cares or listens. But I care. There you go. I meant to say big. band. I was trying to roll with it. I know. I, I know. It. But you should have corrected me. You correct me in everything else. So. Don't know why you didn't do that there, but okay. Well, because she has a lot of other music that's not just traditional pop like this. Okay. It's pretty sour. Are you okay? <laughs> Are you uh, yeah. the, like a Gleek machine right now? Or what? I got a lot of Gleeks. Mm. Lot I'm glad I'm not with you in person. Gleeks. Glad I'm not there in person. Clap back. Yes. <laughs> um, so we got anything else to say about our picks? Should we move on? What do you think? No, we can move on. All right. Let's get into uh, some new music that's been released this over this last week. Uh, Danzig, Glenn Danzig, put out his uh, finally put out his Elvis covers record called uh, Danzig Sings Elvis, and uh, man, it it's not as bad as I thought it was gonna be, but it's not great, and it's mainly down to the production of it because it just sounds like shit. It just does not 
sound good. But I don't know. Did you give? Did I, you hear anything from it? I, I listened to the whole thing, and I kind of oh agree. God. I I was. I mean, we've been talking about this for a while, and I, I was kind of excited we both were for this. I can't believe you listened to the whole thing. I was just. I was expecting more. I was expecting something that didn't sound like a dude recording himself trying to sing like Elvis. Yeah. But he kind of, like. but he already kind of has that 50s sound. His vocal style is kind of like that already. Yeah. So it's I, not I mean, super far-fetched. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I just, I don't know. I was, I was hoping for something else. More like punk or more metal? He can do whatever he wants, but this was, it was just like listening to Elvis, but a little bit heavier and a little bit faster. With really shitty sounding production but not like a charming kind of production but anyway that was disappointing yeah it really was um the band mind force has been in, uh discovered f- several months ago uh they put out a new ep called swinging swords chopping lords uh it's four songs six minutes total and uh man it's a it's a nice punch in the face of like metal thrash punk hardcore it's it's wild, but it's great. I, I love this band so much. They're fairly new. They've only been around since, I think, 2016. They put out one record or two records, and there's several EPs. But I thought it was cool, man. Did you give it a listen to six minutes? No. <laughs> oh, you son of a bitch. You had an hour. But you listened to Danzig Sings Elvis. Not, not right now in the hour. <laughs> but you listened to it. Yeah. Son of a bitch. No, but it was well, good. you should have, you should have put in the notes that it was like I mean people like make EPs that are four songs and they're fucking six minute songs. You should have put in true. there that it's a really quick EP. Well, you know, but you you could have looked it up too. But that's fine. That's true. I could have. Yeah, but anyway, yeah, no, go check it out. Uh, if you don't know who Mind Force are, man, they're, they're just they're a killer band. Even Jeff agrees, and Jeff, I have better taste in music than Jeff, and even Jeff agrees. So well, get into that. Uh, some new songs that have come out over this last week. The band Fake Names, uh, this is kind of like that super group with uh, the singer from Refused. And I forgot who else is in the band. But, uh, oh, the, uh, what's his name from Bad Religion? Not Brett Gearwitz, but the other uh, guitar player. Um, and a couple other guys. It's their their new band. They put out a new song called Being Them. I thought it was okay. They're, the last song yeah, they came fine. out with. Yeah, it's not bad. It's just. It's fine. It's whatever. The last song <laughs> was much better. Uh, the next one we have here is uh, Miley Cyrus. It's not a new song, but she did do a cover on Saturday Night Live. Uh, I don't know how many of, how many people out there actually watch Saturday Night Live still because uh, it's shit. But um, yeah, she did a cover of Comfortably Numb with, I forgot the guy's name. He's like a producer and guitarist. He did Ozzy's, Ozzy Osbourne's last record. But yeah, she did a cover com- Comfortably Numb and uh, Jeff likes it for some reason. So here we go. Tell a green field from a cold steel rail. A 
Okay, no more fades. Uh, that's Miley Cyrus uh, and her cover of "Comfortably Numb" from Pink Floyd. I'm not. I, I've never really liked Miley Cyrus's voice. I, I just. I think it's kind of annoying and abrasive. She she can sing well. I just. I'm not a fan of her voice. I just can't get into it, man. I'm sorry. I didn't realize you were such a, a Miley fan, but there you go. I, I I think your your bias is clouding your judgment. And I think you should just enjoy it for being a pretty damn good acoustic cover mm. of a fucking almost seven minute song, mm. and it was solid. She's like you said, she's not a bad singer. No, not at all. And I just don't like has, her voice. She has kind of a, a unique voice, and she can play to it when she really wants to. So I think making one good acu- cover song out of her catalog is pretty. It's pretty good. It's a good start. Is it? So no. Hopefully, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know when this came out. Because I think she did a cover of this, but it wasn't acoustic. Mm. Prior to this thing, this was just like the first acoustic time she did it. Oh. And so I wouldn't be I wouldn't be opposed to being semi excited for a Miley Cyrus acoustic album. And plus, the, the guitarist I was playing the the acoustic was pretty was pretty good too. No, he he was solid, definitely solid. Yeah. I just it's her voice, man. I can't I cannot no, get No, it's that not voice. her voice. It's the fact that it's Miley Cyrus and you feel like you should hate her, but that's all right. Oh, Jeff, come on. That's okay. I'm a huge fan of Nicki Minaj. So, nobody hates I have no Minaj. I have no get credibility. We all know I have no credibility. My favorite band no, is Korn. Nobody nobody hates Nicki Minaj and, and nobody even knows who Korn is anymore. <laughs> and everyone that's 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 old enough to like Remember and hate corn. They're too old to even care anymore. So you're you're fine. You're okay. fine. Tyler. All right. You're all good. right. The coast is clear. All right. All right. Well, to uh, to really throw back to people that people to somebody who people don't really remember, um, Serge Tankian. Tankian. How do you pronounce the name? How do you pronounce this guy's name? Tank Tankian was fine. Tankian? I always just said Tonkin because Tonkin. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, he uh, is the singer for System of a Down. And uh, he put out a song, an acoustic song um, called Havastain. I think it's a like a not a Hebrew. Is it a Hebrew? Um, I don't. I don't know. I, it has something to do with Armenia, and I don't really remember the the whole reason reasoning behind this. But yeah, anyway, it, it's a pretty good song, so I'm gonna play it. And because I like Serge's voice, it's weird, but uh, it's good. So here it is, Havastain, Havastain, Havastane. Mi 
Now I know you're a sucker for um for <laughs> acoustic covers and also when I don't fade. Um what do you think about that? Do you love it? Yeah, I think the song was fantastic. I I love I think the reason why we love Serge so much is because his voice is kind of annoying mm-hmm. and it's not very good. <laughs> but because of its uniqueness, he can sing and he can blend so many different musical flavors mm-hmm. and uh bring it all together. So so no matter what weird pacing or no matter what kind of polka mix with metal Indian fucking flutes he can he can bridge them. Yeah. He can do anything. He is very good at that. That's for sure. So I, I just looked it up real quick. So the song wa- the lyrics of the song were written by the Armenian prime minister Nikol Pashin- Pashinian and um so that that's kind of interesting. It wasn't even Serge who came up with the lyrics. It was the prime minister of Armenia. And it was did released. Did he write the lyrics or did he, did he just take it from things that he've said? It says. Made into a song. It says, Hayastan. Uh, well, I think that's how you pronounce it. It says, Hayastan with lyrics written by the Armenian prime minister, Nikol Pashin, Pashinian. Nikolash. Interesting. <laughs> but it was Nikolash. Really, <laughs> Nikolash. No, no, Nikolash. Um, but it was uh, it was released on the anniversary of the Armenian genocide, and all the proceeds um, are going to a charity called My Step Foundation in Armenia. And uh, there you go. So go check it out if you want to donate money. I guess that's your thing. Go for it. But it's a good song. It's a solid song. And um, I guess that's about it, right? Okay. Yeah. All right. Just over. <laughs> So we'll, we're not going to play any more music. We're just going to run through it real quick. Uh, Phantom Planet, uh, they put out a new song called Only One coming off their new album this week uh, called Devastator. Uh, so go check it out. It's good, but I won't play it. The Aquabats put out a new one called No One Wants to Party. It just it was too kiddy for me, too childish. It was too... I just didn't like it that much. Yeah, if, if, this, wasn't, if, if this wasn't the Aquabats, I wouldn't have liked it. Really? You think so? Yeah, because it was just it's it's just too much sometimes. I get it. I mean, I get yeah, it, guys. I understand I they it. have a kids' TV show, but I don't know. I, it just didn't really do anything for me. Tenacious D put out a new song called Five Needs. It's like a minute and twenty seconds long, and it was just it was it wasn't very funny. It was just an okay Tenacious D song. Nothing crazy. I'm trying to recapture some of that uh, that tribute 
fame yeah in this one and it's, it was okay it's not as funny uh the very very overrated machine gun kelly he put out a new song called bloody valentine and the only reason why i bring this up is because our boy travis barker is producing and co-writing it with him and playing drums on the record so it's pretty much a travis barker record featuring uh machine gun kelly who's wildly overrated and uh and i will have to agree with the blink 155 guys that everybody's trying to make this guy famous and it's just really not working. And people have tried for way too long to make this guy famous. And he's really not that talented. And he's really, his music is not that good. It's not bad it's though. It's not bad, it's, but it's, it's just not so, terrible. It's, it's so bland and it's so vanilla of this. Cause apparently he, he's, he's making this record with Travis and it's supposed to be like a pop punk record, which he's never done before. It's just like, it, it just, he's trying all these genres out to see what sticks. It's like Post Malone. It's, it's the same idea. Post Malone tried all these things before he finally hit it big with the mumble rap. Not to say what he was doing before was bad or what he can do is bad. It's just. But I think it's a different mindset. I think, I I do think you're right. It seems like Machine Gun Kelly just wants to be famous so bad. I think Post Malone just likes to do other things and one of them just made him famous. I maybe. I don't think I don't think he's jumping ship in the hopes that he'll make it big. I think he's jumping ship just because he gets bored and he likes to do all this other stuff. Mm. But this song sounds like the other song that he did with Travis. I'm not okay. Because I was I, I was I was listening to it. And I was like, oh, that's not bad. And I said, wait, why is it not bad? This sounds like the other fucking song that I thought it was not bad. <laughs> so Travis has Feldy syndrome, where yeah. he writes the same song over and over again, and all of those songs are not good. Feldy's like the or mediocre. Like the more things it touches, it just turns into Feldy. Yeah, I feel like that. I feel like you're right on that. Uh, so yeah, speaking of Feldy, Goldfinger, they, they're on this kick where every week they're re-recording, uh, some classic Goldfinger songs and then playing them, you know, making like a music video of them, each band member playing in their own home studio. A lot of punk jumps. A lot of punk jumps, which I, I absolutely respect. I love the punk jumps. Uh, but they decided to re-record 99 Red Balloons, possibly their most popular song, even though it's a cover. Um, but yeah, it was cool. It was, it sounds almost exactly like the original. So I, I don't understand the point of re-recording these songs for any reason. I, I just, I don't get it, but whatever. It sounded good, right? <laughs> I was I was just impressed that he could still do the uh, the German part pretty well. <laughs> I know, like perfect. It's like he hasn't yeah. skipped a beat. It's pretty cool. So that was cool. That was yeah. cool. Some good harms too, by the way. I like, yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of Story of the Year, but the guy from Story of the Year who plays in Goldfinger, he, he does some pretty good backup harms along with Mike Herrera. Pretty solid stuff, but he's got a cool hairdo too. Does he? Yeah, I, don't I like. I think that's cool. All right, some other things that have happened this week. Um, we we just talked about him, uh, Posty. He um he did a, a live stream for charity uh, this last week uh, with Travis Barker and I forgot the other guy's name. I, you remember it? But um yeah, they they did a, a whole live set of Nirvana covers and it was excellent. It was Ooh. so good. I thought you I, hated it. No, not at all. I thought it was fantastic. Well, you didn't put it in the notes, and then you complained about it when I wanted to I talk didn't. about it, and you said, hey, oh, no, 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 place no, like Teen Spirit. That's my favorite Nirvana song. That's what you said. That's actually the complete opposite of what I said, but that's fine. <laughs> like, everything you just said was the polar opposite of what I said. Well, now you're lying to our audience. By, I would never lie. Okay. I've never lied. Well, you're still doing it. That's okay. Never lied. Never, ever lie. Oh, anyway, it was, it was a solid performance, and no, they did not play it Smells Like Teen Spirit, because... That's not what Kurt would have wanted. So there you go. But I'm surprised you liked it because you, you hate Nirvana. 
I really don't. I really don't like Nirvana. I just, I just, I don't. And I've been, I've been liking Posty more and more as as the months go by. Maybe this quarantine's got my head all googly poogly. I don't know. But Probably. he was just, he's very, he just seems very down to earth. If that's even like a, a term people use. Mm-hmm. So he, he just, he just seems very, very excited to just even be famous to even have people recognize him he just he just, just he does like seem a, like a very nice man yeah he just seems like a very boring kid that likes to do a bunch of cool shit and then he gets paid to do it and so he just <laughs> all he wants to do now is just hang out constantly yeah I mean, he fucking loves bud light which is like super weird and it's terrible beer but he loves it like that's that's his fucking drink of choice and that's all he drinks I don't know. It's just it's just very bizarre. But the only thing about the whole thing I didn't really like was that Travis was there. Yeah, he didn't add anything to the songs, and he just looks so bored. I mean, we all know he has no personality, and it. I mean, this is just another example of of him having no personality from my from what I've seen and read from his own book. The dude has nothing. But it's just, it's it's terrible. It's it's sad that he he looked like he was there to babysit, and it like, irritated <laughs> me. Like everyone else is having a good time, and they ask Travis like questions, and he just kind of like smiles and nods his head, like he's a cool guy. And it's like, dude, I don't know, it's like just have some fun. Yeah, I know. Right? I mean, just I relax. I understand he's sober, but I mean, to look like you're not having a, having having a good time at all, it's just just like, why are you there? I don't get it. Exactly. Like, why? Like, are what you do you there? have to offer? I mean, yeah, I know you're playing the drums and you're an amazing drummer. But honestly, what are you adding to the to just hanging out and vibing with people? You know, it's just I don't understand. I don't understand why people. I mean, I do understand why people want to work with him because he is famous and he is a killer drummer. But other than, other than that, the dude's fucking boring. And they weren't like this was a, this was supposed to be like a hangout sesh, and you can clearly tell that that a lot of these guys aren't used to doing like big sets or, or extended sets yeah especially like posts because i mean they like in between songs he needed like a good minute to catch his breath to relax <laughs> and then to start the next one like it was just it was really cool it was really cool just to see a bunch of guys hanging out jamming in their house yeah but they just happened to know a bunch of nirvana songs and it also goes to show that these guys don't normally play rock music you know what i mean like yeah. like post malone he he does the whole rapping thing and and that kind of stuff so it's like it's a whole different like vibe and mindset when you're playing a show because at a rock show you're going non-stop like you entertaining a crowd as a rock group is wildly different than doing it in hip-hop or rap so different so i mean it it totally makes sense what you just said but i i mean all in all honesty it was a fantastic performance and everybody just fucking killed it post malone did great he was sounded great so Perfect. that comes from a very big Nirvana fan for what that's worth. And even from a, a non-Nirvana fan who wants to go listen to Nirvana now and who wants yeah. to talk about Nirvana on the pod, who wants Strange. to do an album. You made the suggestion. After it was over, I listened to Unplugged, which I didn't really like that much, to be honest. Didn't like it that much. So for whatever that, that's worth, but I don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm still in it, though. I'm, I'm still in it to win it. I'm still in the Nirvana uh, Okay. I mean, we're gonna we're not gonna do it next week unless Jeff really wants to. We could change our our what we're gonna what album we're gonna do next. But if we do, we're probably gonna do Bleach. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. 
to get to get psyched again, I'll just put on this posty uh, concert. And oh my god, you're so psyched stupid! Me up again. Just go watch like a Nir- go watch Nirvana at Reading in '92. Like that'll put you in the mood. Oh, that right. performance is so good. Damn, that was a great performance. But anyway, let's move on. Uh, the bands Dope and uh, Static X. They had their storage facility broken into this last week. And they had $200,000 worth of equipment stolen. So if you're in the L.A. area or anyway, anywhere in Southern California, they have lists. If you want to go check it out, they have listed all of the stuff that was stolen. So if you see it in a pawn shop, you know, let, let the police know or let somebody know because that's a lot of shit to get stolen. And that's like a lot of serial numbered things. Yeah, that's a lot of sh- that's a lot of money and just a lot of stuff in general to get stolen. And that sucks, I mean, man. I think like I guess like luckily, the the most expensive things were probably rec- recording equipment yeah. and computer type things, and those all have serial numbers on them. Yeah, and so I think those, if anything's coming back, it'll probably be those. Probably, yeah. But they also stole like banners, like Static X banners, and then like things that are already stamped with their logo on it. Yeah, so it's like, what would what would anybody want with that? You know, it, it does seem hang strange. it up. Yeah, but the name of that knows like Static X at this point would be like, "Hey, where'd you get that banner? Oh, I stole it." Ah, <laughs> so that yeah, keep your eyes out for that if if you want. Um, this next thing we have here, which is something very very strange, I never is very new to me. Do you? Okay, so this company is selling parts of bands' catalogs. So, for example, this company is selling parts of Slipknot's catalog or like simple plan part of their album. And I just don't really get it. And it's very expensive. And when you buy a part of the the record, you get part of the royalties. And I'm wondering why would a band want to do that? I mean, why would they sell all of their, their rights up front to a company? And then that company goes and sells it to, to somebody else. I just, it seems so backwards and it seems like it would hurt the artist more. What I was reading was whoever, it was like the same guy that produced it or mixed the albums or something that the, the two albums by Simple Plan and Slipknot, there was somebody in common with both of them. Mm-hmm. And so I would, I mean, I don't know like what percentage you get or whatever it is, but if you produce a record, I mean, part of those sales do go to you. And if this guy, let's say ballpark, let's say he gets 8% of the sales of the record sales or whatever it is, 5%. If he decides to give up that 5%, I mean, is it, it it's in his right to give up that five percent or sell it it is absolutely yeah i feel like that's way oversimplifying what it probably actually is but it is very it is very very weird why anybody would want to do that and it's also weird why this guy wouldn't either just first go to slipknot or simple plan and say hey i want to sell this what will you give this to me or what will you give me Mm -hmm. what will you give me this for what will you give this wait oh shit how do we? How, how, how much? Do we speak? How much you gonna give me? How much you gonna give me? <laughs> okay, there you go. How much? What will you? What? How do you say that? What will you? <laughs> oh what, God! What for? Give me. This. You will. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we forgot how to speak. It's fantastic. Oh, oh. shit! But yeah, I, that's that's just that's just bizarre. I, that seems. I don't know. I, I feel like the, if if you want to sell your shares, if you want to sell your rights, the first person you would go to would be the people that helped you make that money. Yeah. But then I was reading that Corey Taylor says he fucking hates that album anyway. Yeah, it's it's his, like his least favorite record. 
Oh, it's the All Hope Is Gone record. And from kind of what I'm reading too, or what I read too, so the producer, Dave Fortman, he worked on the Slipknot record. He also worked, like I said, on the Simple Plan record, which was brought up. So you can own a portion of the rights to the album for $758,000. That's a lot of money. So it must be because this Dave Foreman guy, the only thing I can think of is that he's like, he's running out of money. He needs cash. So he's selling a part of history, I guess. Rock history. Just, Whether or not it's I worth still, it, I, I don't know. I, I would like to see if he approached Slipknot or Simple Plan before doing this. I mean, technically he wouldn't have to because he does get part of the rights. He wouldn't have to, you're right, but... I mean, that's kind of what's wrong with our society is just people shady. being douchebags constantly. Yeah. And it seems like a douche thing to do to to auction off your portion to just some fucking random person online rather than just maybe give it back to the band. Yeah, it or does sell, at least, I mean, you can sell it back to the band. Clearly, it's worth 785 right? Because that's the highest bidder. Yeah. So, I mean, he knows what he wants out of it. He knows kind of what it's worth. And so he could have approached them anyway and said, hey, I want... 300k from you i want 300k from you well whatever it is yeah but if he didn't do that if he skipped that step and went right to this then that would irritate me that seems like what he did i mean there's no other explanation as to why he'd be doing this i i, I don't know it, it's all so strange and it's all very confusing sometimes too i don't understand it but it, it would be interesting to see a breakdown of, of like percentage wise when an album is made what percent like who gets what percent yeah the royalties and all that i mean i know the artist gets like the least amount i think like the person who does a cover i wonder if they even get a percent of it or if that's just a flat fee up front that's a good question depending i would think it'd be a flat fee for cover art i i I think that'd be a flat fee but who knows i mean i i guess technically you can make contract terms up terms up for pretty much anything it's true what are you gonna do uh This next thing we have we have a couple more things left. Uh, Bandcamp, the uh, the popular music website, they are uh, doing this thing where every first Friday, the first Friday of every month, all any money that's given to an artist, one hundred percent of it is going to that artist. So Bandcamp is not taking any part of the revenue from the artist for that one day. So if you do buy music on Bandcamp, which I recommend you do, because Bandcamp is a very very great website, and it. It directly it supports the artists a lot better than Spotify and Apple Music and all that kind of stuff. Uh, so if you can buy, if you're going to buy music, buy it, buy a band's music from Bandcamp. Highly recommend it. And if you're going to do it, do it on the first Friday of every month uh, until further notice. Because I so think that's I, a really cool idea. I I, I want to say that I I read the article once and it looked like they said that there was a surplus of like fourteen million dollars or something going to artists. Was that what it was? There, there was some surplus, but it was in like the millions. And then I was like, damn, is that how much like Bandcamp takes from the artists? Is like millions every day? Maybe not every day, but I don't know. That's a lot. It is a lot. Or yeah. Just every Friday? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it could be. I, I don't know. That's a lot of fucking money. It is a lot of money, but I mean, and I mean, it is crazy to think, yeah, that's a lot of money right there, but Bandcamp does pay more than, more to, pays more to artists than any other streaming site, as far as I know, or last I read. They they pay more, so. I feel like as artists, I mean, I really don't know. I'm not a fucking artist. I don't do anything. But I feel like as an artist, you should probably think that your music is not going to make you rich. Your music's not going to be the thing to that that you can 
probably even pay your mortgage on. It's going to be like outside endeavors if you want to do like a record label, a clothing line, anything else besides your music just because most people are not going to buy your music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, if they if if they buy anything from you, I'm more likely to buy like clothing or posters or anything besides the music. I'm just not going to buy music. I don't have everything's on Spotify. Like, there's, there's no way. It's just mm-hmm. no. I, that's or, how or, like 99% of you know the world feels about it. You know, that's just the way it is now. It is what it is. Uh, no, it's not. But okay. Uh, Amoeba, Amoeba record store in uh, in Hollywood or Los Angeles. Is it Los Angeles or is it Hollywood? I don't know, but it's oh, on some Sunset. shithole in LA County. It's on it's on Sunset Boulevard, or it was. Uh, and because of all the the crap that's been happening in the world, they they shut down and uh, they're actually not going to be reopening. They will be moving uh, deeper into uh, into this shithole that is um, LA County, and. Uh, yeah, and they're reopening someplace else. But the, the iconic store on Sunset Boulevard will be closing, or it is closed, and it will not be reopening. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of like a, it was like a landmark for music, you know. But yeah, it's it's gone. It's gone forever. That one is gone forever. I so. do. I do feel bad. I shouldn't. I, I don't know if I feel bad. I do. I do feel like a part of of like music history is dying with that because it is so iconic. Mm-hmm. Because it has been there for so damn long, and because so many people have gone in and out of there, and even though I don't like records and I I just don't buy them and I don't see the appeal to it, a lot of people do. Yeah. And if me getting into records would have saved Amoeba, I probably would have. I probably would have. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. Maybe I, I don't can know, never maybe. see you being a record collector. So ever. like going, there's this place by our house. It's called Zia Records, Z-I-A. And I think it's like a franchise, maybe like an Arizona only franchise. I don't know. There's like 10, 15 stores. But it reminded me of working at like Virgin. And that was one of like the coolest jobs I ever had because even though it was retail and retail sucks, big old fucking donkey balls. It mm-hmm. was really fun just to talk to people about like music. And it was like we were encouraged just to walk around and approach people randomly and like that's how I found out about a lot of the music I still listen to today was like through Virgin. Yeah. So I've been to Zia Records over here a couple times because they have like a a used section. Everything's like used there, so it's kind of fun. Mm-hmm. But just walking around, the same thing. People come up to me all the time, and I just I don't get out much, and so I talk a lot when I get out. <laughs> <laughs> you don't talk. I guess you don't talk enough on the pod either. You got to get out no, there and talk. It got to the point where, like, I wanted to apply for a job there and work, like, part-time. Maybe I can just come in, like, Fridays or something and just fucking be in, like, the pop-punk section. Is that cool? Can I do that? Is that a thing? <laughs> just, just come in for free. Just, just hang out for free. I would, dude. I would just go <laughs> in. I would, I would just put shit back for free if I could just hang out and talk about music. Oh, God. <laughs> like, I would not mind. It would be so fun. Like, it's, I don't know. It's really cool. That is cool. But that that kind of that kind of environment and, and, and Sloan kind of in his realm when I went to the show with him, the trance show, Armin Van Buren, it was weird because much like other close knit communities like bullets, like, you know, a bunch of people that go to the bullet shows used to know a bunch of the people that went to the Wednesday shows. Mm -hmm. Like all these people that, that come to see Armin were coming from like all over the U S like they were driving from like Wisconsin. Somebody came from. That's cool. But 
they all like went to the same parties. Sloan was like, oh, dude, did you go to like the Masterdome party in 1999 at this venue? And like, yeah, I was there. Do you remember like this DJ? Yeah, I was there. Like they all like went to the same. Sh- that's kind of sad because they're, they're still constantly listening to the same fucking music over and over and over <laughs> like he does. I mean, that's the same thing you and I do too. We constantly listen to Blink and we constantly talk about Blink. True, true. It's the same idea. But we do have a podcast where we, where we, where we push ourselves to listen to other music sometimes. <laughs> But it's just kind of cool to see people getting together and talking about music. It's always it's always fun to see. It's always fun to experience. Yeah, it's one of those things that that have been around since before any any other kind of entertainment platform besides sports. But yeah. but even then, I don't know who knows. Maybe music was before sports. Well, there was there was theater. There was. Well, I'm talking back to the OGs like caveman styles. Hey, you never know. There could have been. Like, do you think cavemen were like seeing who could throw rocks farther or? Do you think they were seeing who could like sing better? Uh sing better. Probably. Makes more sense. It's easier. Just saying. <sighs> okay. The last thing we have here, the Australian band Clowns, who I'm very fond of. Uh they're in the studio recording some demos for a new record. And um I think that's cool. So good for them. I'm excited. <laughs> I like clowns. And uh that's it. That's all I got, man. <laughs> okay. That's all that's all I had to say about about anything really anymore. So uh I thought all I had right. the music queued up, but Dude, I just I am just not on my A game. But when am I ever on my A game, honestly? That's true. I don't think you even have an A game. No, it's more fair. like a constantly like D D game or something. Well, hey, don't sell yourself short. I mean, C's get degrees, so I think you could probably hit it like a C minus if you tried. Eh, if I tried, but trying's too hard sometimes. Oh. Anyway, here we go. Um, yeah, this is Asinine Radio. Thank you all for listening to the pod. Go to iTunes, go rate, review, and subscribe to us on there. Follow us on social media at Asinine Radio. Once again, thank you all for listening for the continued support. And uh, stay tuned for the main episode because we're getting into the Estelle album Shine, uh, and that's that's honestly honestly that that that's it that's all. 